Welcome to the Stoic Sage. In this podcast, we are dedicated to using past knowledge tested by time to empower people of today. This podcast series includes discussions around modern challenges utilizing wisdom from nearly 2,000 years ago with the goal of bringing about how to think rather than what to think. Welcome to the journey to sagehood. It is more fitting for a man to laugh at life than to lament over it. Seneca the Younger Hello, my fellow Stoics. Welcome to the collection of powerful quotes series, whereby each month I pick out quotes and reflect on their importance and how they can be applied to today. If you follow Stoic Sage on Instagram at the Stoic Sage, you will have most likely seen these posts. But more importantly, it's extremely important to not only see these kinds of posts on the internet and social media, but to reflect on why they are important to live by. As I've said in the past, and like many of the Stoics have also said time and time again, embody the philosophy that you preach. So today I'll be going over five different quotes that I thought about that were very impactful for me for the month of September. And starting with the first one by Cato the Younger, all have the gift of speech, but few are possessed of wisdom. For this month, this quote made me think about the freedom of speech. And here in the in the US, it's the First Amendment and the First Amendment for a reason. And um, but you know what? What I really thought was sometimes people say the weirdest, inaccurate, illogical, and just morally wrong things all the time. The internet is is a void, essentially, and some parts of it can make itself out to be the truest as far as, you know, pushing a particular thing so much that people believe it, right? But hey, that's freedom, right? That's that's what freedom is, freedom of that speech. To accept all the good, which is to say how you really feel to others without obviously inciting any particular violence. And to have the opportunity to talk badly about your government, which is extremely rare, um, not extremely rare, but it's, it, it, it's a right that many other countries don't have. And you don't really know the impact of that kind of speech that you're allowed to have until it's taken away, which, and by the way, are all good forms of speech. And that's just, you know, scratching the tip of the iceberg here. But when you accept all the good that it's involved with that freedom of speech, we must accept the bad. And remember, as the Stoics would say, you can't understand your capacity for good without understanding your capacity for true evil. And this goes with everybody. You can't just accept one way of thinking without understanding the potential um, other side of what you say and what direction those things can go. We must accept the bad, which is that people will lie, exaggerate. To, and to control a portion of that speech is to control all of it, which is to say you can't segregate how speech is controlled. Or should I say... You could, but it would be extremely difficult and it would open the door 
for that kind of power to be abused. So this whole topic of like misinformation and whatnot that that is is a buzzword right now that people are kind of using as a form of crutch to to limit or censor specific speech. The point that a lot of these or the the downfall that a lot of people don't realize and a lot of the, the these uh, particular politicians or these uh, big tech companies what they don't realize is that who determines what's bad who determines what's misinformation because there's truth in everything right whether or not you want to believe it is some particular truth more right than another particular truth if it's still the truth and i understand you know some lies are out there and that's up to you as an individual person to, you know, um, dissect it yourself. You have every right to agreeing or disagreeing with anything as well. That's what's involved as that part of part of that freedom of speech. But when you give or grant a power for some entity or government body or, or company to just already have the power to segregate what speech is right or wrong, it opens up the door for it to be abused. That's the main concern. Are you willing or to, are you willing to take that risk for it to be potentially abused? And I mean, if you are, then <laughs> I mean, you have to understand, okay, well, I may not be disagreeing or I may be disagreeing with some group and I'm so happy with them being censored, but how long will it be before what I think is now up for debate? Now I will be censored, you know, because again, who dictates that? And that's what this quote really said to me. And where this quote really speaks to me, it's, it's that everyone will have something to say and many people will be wrong in what they say. But it's not just finding the right words to say to others, but it's also accurately testing your individual mental impressions with what we think is wise that is coming from other people. That's the that's the you know the what freedom of speech truly means. It's a cohesive thing. There's a give and take. You can say whatever you want, but I also have every right to accept it or not. And and. I don't need a, um, or we shouldn't need some parent, government parent to say, no, 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 honey, you shouldn't believe that. No, I have, I'm an adult. I'm, a, I am knowledgeable in this or not knowledgeable in that. I will decide whether or not to believe that. I, you shouldn't need a particular person or other body to tell you what you should and shouldn't believe. Because that's what comes with it, with, with that speech, right? So all have the gift of speech. And many people, uh, or few people, will be possessed of wisdom. Many people will just lie. And that's the downfall of it, right? That's the downfall of, of, of speech. But again, we have to accept all the good that comes with it and all of the bad that comes with it. And that's what this quote really said to me. It just made me think about the power at which this um, right provides us, that, that freedom of speech. It's a very powerful amendment, and that's the reason why it's the first one, because it, it, it shapes it shapes humanity. It, it shapes societies. 
So it's a very powerful thing that we all need to think about. And that's what that quote said to me. The next quote is by Alexander the Great. Glory crowns the deeds of those who expose themselves to toils and dangers. See, the thing is, life is extremely tough, my fellow Stoics. There is no book, no doctrine, no government, no person that will tell you that it's easy. And in a way, as Stoics, we have to accept the fate that we are dealt with and see it as an opportunity for glory, our individual glory, to surmount that adversity. The Stokes had a great saying for this, and I'm sure some of you are already thinking about it. Amor fati, love of one's fate. I mean, we're all dealt at some point in our life, whether you're born with rags or born with riches, you encounter your own adversity. And accepting toils and dangers means accepting your fate, however difficult it is. And no, it makes absolutely no sense for each individual person to be comparing one suffering to another because you are more than just your sufferings. You're everything else. You're, you're, the value of your voice is not based on your suffering. That's not how it works. You are more than your suffering. You are also how you've come overcome it. You are also how much you fought to surmount that adversity. That's glory. That's your individual glory. And that's the glory that no one else can take away from you. So if somebody is trying to tell you that your suffering doesn't mean anything to someone else's suffering, don't let them take that away from you. H handle your own uh, adversary with courage, with grit, with power. You handle it yourself and you deal with it yourself. It's yours. That's your fate. And you should be proud when you uh, overcome it. You should be proud of all of those toils and dangers that, that grant you this glory that you feel at the end of the day. That's what this quote said to me for this month. The next quote is by Socrates. If you want to be wrong, then follow the masses. This quote to me is not saying that the masses are always wrong, but that when the masses are wrong, you would never know. And that's the concern, right? And even when we find the truth, you will be hunted down and punished for thinking otherwise. I mean, un unfortunately, I, I know we're all seeing it on whatever side of the political spectrum you are. You're seeing it. Everybody is seeing it. Whatever mass, what, whatever side of the masses you're on, there's always somebody who's um, <clears throat> telling you that you're wrong. And that's just, <laughs> that's just the way it is, unfortunately. That was actually one of the causes of Socrates' death. The, the funny thing is, for Socrates, he didn't even really say particularly anything against uh, uh, political or... Um, tell the tell the young people to go against this particular person or anything like that. He didn't cause an uproar in that way. He made people question themselves. And here's the thing, around that time, democracy was a very popular way, a new wave of government. And he was against it. He was against democracy. Now, against democracy in the sense 
that um, a lot of people just aren't wise enough to question enough to really make educated decisions on how the government should run. He gave a really good example, which was we're on a ship. We're all on a ship and um, everybody's trying to figure out who the captain should be because we're about to hit a storm. Now, there's a couple of people that are, are up in the races trying to figure out, you know, who's who's the best and whatnot. One man who was a seaman and for many, many years, but he's rude, but, you know, he's a quiet guy, but he's just he doesn't look strong, but, you know, he doesn't look like a leader, you know, and and when comparing to the next person. This person is tell is uh, flaunting his stuff, telling people, "No, I will save you all." You know, boasting, acting with courage, and you know, just wanting to be the center of attention, wanting to be the one to say, "Yes, I can save you all." But this man had little to no experience, and he says, "So, if we're gonna run a country like that, then." It literally would just be a popularity contest because not everybody is wise. Not everybody has the critical thinking to look past one, not just character, but also uh, the skill set required to run a nation, to steer a boat during a storm. That's what he was against when it came to democracy. And the thing is, he would tell the younger generation or, you know, that would come to him or people in general, he would make them question everything. And that was the thing. Whenever he 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 was talking about justice, for example, he would always say um, he would tell people, OK, let's draw a line then. Um, do you believe it's OK to lie? No, it's absolutely not OK to lie. OK, well, then what if it's for war? Is it OK to lie? Well, no, for those cases, like, OK, well, then. It, you can't be on the extremes, correct? Basically, he was asking questions and kept questioning their questions and kept questioning them more. There's a reason why today we have the Socratic method implemented in law, implemented in politics, implemented in uh, the medical industry. You need to question things. You need to critically analyze your mental impressions. You need to critically think about what people are saying. And this is the big part of, of um, what Socrates is saying by this quote, we need to question people because what ends up happening is the masses end up being riled up by the popular person, by the by what sounds good, but not what isn't good. Right. Because you don't get to great ideas by just accepting the first phase. That's not how you do it. You get the best ideas by questioning the good ones and ten, and then you shape it to become better and then better and then better and now you have the best decision moving forward especially when it comes to government because many things can be true more data is being collected more information is coming out more truths are being revealed when you critically analyze things when you question everything and that's the point with this. If you want to be wrong, then follow the masses. Because a lot of times, the masses won't question what they already believe to be true. And that's the scary part. You have to question everything, even yourself. You have to do it. That's how we move forward. That's how we create the best outcomes. The thing is, it takes courage to stand up against the masses, to think for yourself, 
to find yourself amongst the insane. Both quotes stated by Socrates and by Marcus Aurelius. You have to question everything, including yourself. Test your mental impressions. Now, I'm going to talk about these last few quotes here. But before we get any further, have you guys heard about the exclusive content from the Stoic Sage podcast? In addition to the two episodes a week, we'll be releasing uh, exclusive weekly episodes that discuss topics around morality, modern politics, and general controversy. As Stoics, it's important that we expose and practice our virtue with even the most challenging of topics. And this exclusive content will be available to those who sign up via the link in the bio. All episodes will be ad-free and unfiltered as much as the ancient Stokes were with their opinions. And by signing up, you are tremendously supporting the show. And these episodes will be live every Friday. You'll be able to see them when they are posted, but they may be locked and or unavailable depending on the podcasting platform that you are using. I'm super excited to be presenting these episodes and I thank you all for your continued support. So, there's this next quote by Cicero, which is, if you are not ashamed to think it, we should not be ashamed to say it. Now, I know a lot of people will say the most vile things, but saying it out loud or allowing people to not to feel like they they shouldn't be ashamed to say the things that they want to, even though they're vile. And let's stick to that just for a brief moment when it comes to evil things. You have to let the evil expose itself. And we, the overwhelming, morally sound uh, people, citizens, will destroy those thoughts with logic and reason. And in some cases, with the firm hand of liberty. <laughs> You shouldn't be ashamed to say the things that you think because it's important that you get them out there, especially if they are good, especially if they challenge what is necessary to be challenged. And we all have a uniqueness to our thoughts. Literally, no one else thinks like you. Think about that for a second. Nobody will ever have the same unique thoughts as you. Maybe similar in stance, maybe similarly in ideas and whatnot, but the way they think will never be like you. So don't be ashamed of the new ideas you have. Don't be ashamed of being wrong. Because the thing is, if you are having wrong thoughts and you're not ashamed of those thoughts, you need to present them. Because if you do happen to be going in the wrong direction with your thoughts and somebody challenges you, again, it's not you on your person, it's not you, your character, it's not you personally, it's your thoughts, it's your logic, it's your, your rationality that's being challenged. So don't let ego get in the way when you are challenged. But it's important to have your mental impressions tested by others as well, right? It's not just you, you can convince yourself of wrong things all the time. But when we expose them to other people, only then can they truly be tested, especially if they're evil thoughts. And and that also plays a role with the whole with the whole freedom of speech, right? With the first quote that I that I mentioned, you have to allow people to say what they want, because if we want to rid the world of evil, truly, if you want to do that, you have to let the people say it. Otherwise. Those ideas will just continue to fester, continue to grow, 
and then they'll kind of catch steam of other people that are kind of thinking the same way and then it's it'll always be behind closed doors and it'll continue to grow and fester and that's not how you beat evil you have to expose it you have to let it expose itself in the light and then like i said the overwhelming majority of morally sound people will destroy those thoughts with logic and reason with good morality that's how you do it so that's what this quote says i mean allow people to say what they want to and yourself too so you can become better too because if you are again if you're having bad thoughts someone else needs to squash it because <laughs> apparently you've already rationalized with, with yourself that it's okay to think that when in some cases it's not and that's okay it, it that takes courage too that's being courageous and that's also being wise you have to be wise in knowing that what you think sometimes needs to be tested am i the only one that thinks this i don't know go ask allow people to hear it if you're not ashamed to think it then you shouldn't be ashamed to say it and you know if you're <laughs> if you're beaten down with logic then so be it you you should be thankful because now you can live life knowing that that thought was wrong and you can only improve right or with good ideas too i mean it's not all just bad this quote isn't just bad things right even with good ideas let them be heard you might make a you might make many people rethink what they used to think and that's fantastic too making a huge impact <laughs> so for this final quote this is by nasim nicholas taleb heroes are heroes because they are heroic in behavior not because they won or lost heroes keep moving forward that's always what i think they never quit they fail and they're happy to fail they're happy to fail a number of times and and, and let's try to put this into modern um into a more modern approach, right? Because when we think of of this quote, we're obviously thinking of heroes. We're thinking of uh, Heracles or Achilles, the people that of, of ancient Rome and ancient Greece thought were heroes. You know, the the Spartans, the Athenians, they they thought that they were the heroes, right? So let's put that onto um, today and try to put it into a more the common man type of thing because yeah we still have war and, they, and there's many many heroes overseas and that are in the army and um you know really thank them for all their service and whatnot but let let's use um uh, the modern entrepreneur for example because again they encountered many you know trials and tribulations with uh, with getting their business out there to provide a service for many people even though they fail multiple times so for example Steve Jobs if Steve Jobs quit we may not have the greatest pieces of technology at our fingertips the iPhone the Mac I mean things that yes we complain about sometimes but would you live would you like to live your life without it at this point no we're, too, we're we love them too much complain about it all you want you <laughs> We love it <laughs> and it's only getting better and better if elon musk played it safe when he sold paypal we wouldn't have teslas we wouldn't have solar city and we wouldn't have spacex none of those would exist 
if Bezos kept selling books. We wouldn't have the push for hundreds of big-name companies to have two-day free shipping. I mean, because he's the one that started it. He's the reason why many companies felt the need, oh, we'll offer two-day shipping too. I mean, he, he he's the one that pushed for that. And now we complain that two days isn't enough. Come on, get out of here. <laughs> Say all you want about them individually. But heroes aren't perfect either. And neither are these guys. The key thing I'm trying to bring up is courage. Knowing all your money could go to nothing. Knowing all your money can amount to nothing. Knowing that your business could fail. Debt. The, the company destruction. They still pushed forward. During all the recessions, during the backlashes, during the lawsuits, you see the heroic nature that I'm talking about here is the troubles associated with the things they provided for um, the public good and still pushed forward. But okay, maybe these guys aren't heroes in the sense of saving people. So let's talk about other heroes. The people in the medical field, nurses, who worked tirelessly during the start of the pandemic. I imagine they felt moments where they could just lose their shit, but they pushed forward knowing that they are doing the greater good. They could have, you know, I obviously money's a really big thing here, but they could have all went on strike and decided, you know what? No, we'll take care of this pandemic when we're paid more. Like, no, like you put other stuff aside and push forward because you know it's for the greater good. That is a heroic act. That is what I'm talking about. The courage to move forward, even when you have everything else against you, even when you have so much risk at, at, at your feet, right? Whether you're neck deep in debt and you still believe that you can do it, that is heroism. To the parents, all the parents that work two jobs, that is heroic for your children. That is heroism. To push forward, knowing that you have the courage to continue both those jobs and the, the mental resilience to come home and still raise your children. That is heroic. They know, we all know that we have moments of failure. We fail ourselves. We fail our family. We fail our bosses. We fail our dreams, our goals. But you know what? We don't quit. And that's the difference. That is a heroic behavior. Not that you won or lost, but that you didn't quit. That is heroism. So I thank you all. I really hope you enjoyed those and I hope you continue to reflect on all the quotes that you see on Instagram, Reddit, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Um, if you, oh, by the way, I do have a TikTok now, so go ahead and give my uh, TikTok a follow. But I really hope you think about these in the modern way because that's the real value that all these quotes provide for us. Think about them, deeply think about them and apply them to your life. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help out the show. If you would like to check out Stoic Sage merch or read about the blog, please go to stoicsage.co. Also, give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, don't forget to become a member for our new exclusive Stoic Sage episodes. You can sign up using the link in the bio. I wish you well, fellow Stoics, on your path to sagehood. Thank you.